Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, January 9th, 2015. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we share eight things we're doing in the new year to streamline our work and home lives. Everything from creating virtual machines, to deleting Twitter from our phones, to finally giving up all those silly domain names we're never actually going to use. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Good morning. Good morning. Still is morning, barely. Barely, yes. Is it freezing cold there yet? Uh, according to the National Weather Service monitoring station that's about 300 yards from my house, it is six degrees. Wow. According to my Pebble smartwatch, it's 22 degrees here, which is about 20 more degrees than yesterday. So it's like a, it's like <laughs> yeah, balmy. I think, I think we're getting your Arctic blast today. You're welcome. Uh, cool. Well, shall we dive right in? Wanted to let people know that there's something wrong with the niche email address. Someone let me know that it was bouncing messages back to them. And uh, I tested myself and I can't figure out what's wrong with it. So if you have sent an email to hello at niche.cc and it bounced, then uh, in the meantime, you can email me or Kelly directly. I'm jstark at jonathanstark.com and Kelly is kelly at kellyshaver.com. Kelly with an eye. Kelly with one eye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that joke never gets old. It really doesn't. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, another update, previous episode, we've done a lot of pizza episodes re- lately. We have, we have done a lot of pizza, yeah. Yeah, so pizza update, much to my shame and embarrassment, Pizza Gourmet, which is my favorite pizza place locally that I, that I have said repeatedly uh, I don't order from because it's much easier to order from Domino's even though I don't like their pizza. <laughs> it turns out they are on something called Grubhub, which I've never heard of. You've never heard of Grubhub? Nope. I've heard of Grubhub, and it's not even available here. Yeah, that's where my shame and embarrassment comes in. I probably yeah. should have heard of that. But dear listener... That entire episode just kind of goes out the window with, they could just use Grubhub. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so dear listener, Anthony Rubin wrote in to let me know that uh, I'm out of touch. And in fact, Pizza Gourmet's entire menu and reordering system is available on Grubhub. <laughs> so I have to say, I was, he emailed and he's like, oh, they're on Grubhub. And I'm like, come on, it can't be that. You know, I went in and I'm like, geez, somebody did a lot of work because all of our local restaurants are actually on Grubhub and their menus, which I am familiar with from using them, mm-hmm. you know, in person or over the phone are look to be accurate and up to date. And I haven't tried it yet, but I certainly will. Uh, I've, I've used it before. It's not available here, but I've, I've used it before on, on trips to Boston and what have you. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just out of touch. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out and never eating Domino's again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of it when we were doing that episode. Um, I guess, like I said, because I, I have only used it a couple of times while I've been at other places. So I guess it just didn't register. But now that I think about it, yeah, that that kind of solves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if somebody wants to do all that work, that's the way to go. But anyway, um fun to talk about the capabilities of Twilio anyway. Yes. And the last bit of housekeeping update is speaking of SMS is the um, smoking cessation SMS application is live. 
meaning that um, it's been live for a while in in testing. Yeah, I had to go slow. Smoking cessation, (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I call it Quit RI because it's the Department of Health in Rhode Island that put it together. Um, So Quit RI is live. That's not actually what it's called. That's just what I call it. And um, it's easier to say. Mm, exactly. Which is important. Uh, and that's pretty exciting. It's uh it's it's been live for a while. It's actually um, a fun it was pretty not it's I was gonna say it's easy to program. It wasn't easy to program, it's an interesting challenge, but it's really not that much code. Um, but we've talked about it on past episodes if you go back through and, and are interested to find out more about that. But uh, they're advertising it all over the place. I mean, it's Rhode Island only, but they're advertising it all over Rhode Island and the, uh, the paper's writing an article on it. It's it's kind of a big deal. Cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. And we have real users, which I love. That is good. And of course, as real users do, they immediately did something nobody ever predicted. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, yes, but that's the way it goes. Yes, and uh, but given the nature of the application, having real users is good. So, right. I mean, it's good to have real users for any application, but it's nice to see something you worked on being used to to help people better their lives and yep. their health. Big time. Yep. It's a little not to go on about this, but it's you know the the, um, the there's an admin system that you know shows the shows the interaction between the counselors and the the participants who are you know between the ages of 11 and 17 inclusive and you you know i have to go through and fix stuff there's like little tweaks here and there that that you know they're like oh can you color these kinds of records red or whatever and uh some of them are a little horrifying to read you know like when you see a, a kid texting the word help it's i don't know it's like it's I want to like respond like what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to do yeah, that. Cause they're kids. <laughs> right. But I'm in the admin working on it and I'm like, Oh, I hope someone answers this kid right away or I'm not going to be able to control myself. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> texting little kids is probably not a good idea. So I've stayed away. I've <laughs> restrained myself so far. It's like, no, really? I just want to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the creep factor is high. Yeah. Intentions are good. Creep factor is high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, moving right along. Yes. We have a bug report this week. We do. It's been a while. Uh, it has been. And this was, this is my bug. And I'm still, I'm not entirely sure of the cause. I'm not sure if it's due to some, some configuration on, on one or more servers. But uh, in Sticky Albums, we have uh, part, of, part of our checkout process where people can apply um, coupon codes. Mm-hmm. And before those codes are applied, uh, since since the half of the well, since since the bulk of the checkout and payment process and what have you takes place outside of the application and on the marketing site, um, we have to we sort of we ping the the builder application beforehand before applying those coupon codes just to make sure that they're valid. And I was we were running into a situation where the the marketing site would ping the application to check on the validity of a coupon code and the application would say, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's just like the data I sent you the last time you requested this. And it would send it back along with a 304 uh, not modified header. Oh, I see. Yeah. And when the browser gets a 304 not modified header, it stops. It doesn't read any of the body. Mm. 
because it assumed, you know, it's just the assumption that it already has that data cached. But that, that wasn't the case. So we weren't getting back any of the proper coupon validation information. They weren't expiring like they were supposed to because it was seeing old data and, and all of that. So how did you figure that out? Just just by looking at the looking at the responses. But I would imagine that would be a little tricky to reproduce. You're not logging the responses, are you? Uh, no, no, I'm not logging them. I was just, just looking at them. Um, you know, that, that, yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it is a little hard to produce because it worked for me the first couple of times I did it. Right. I was like, huh, I'm, I'm not able to reproduce this bug. And, and then it got to a point where I just, I kept there, kept hitting it and hitting it try, enough times trying to, trying to reproduce this. And I guess I got the timing just right that I finally got the, saw the response coming back with a 304 header. And I was like, oh, Yes, mm. that's not good. Yeah. So all I all I did on the builder side of things was just go into into the controller there where I'm sending that that JSON response, and just explicitly specify send it back with a, a 200 header. Oh, that's that's great. That's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's due to some caching configuration we have on the builder, or I know we have a lot of aggressive caching on the marketing side. I. Mm. I'm not exactly sure where in in that process we're we're causing this. Yep. But that was the the easy fix for it. Wow, that's really cool. Huh, that's a great one. I, I you got <laughs> me thinking now. Like, could that be happening to me anywhere? Like that I'm not even noticing because like no one reported it or right. <laughs> I mean, on my end of the sticky stuff, everything is supposed to be heavily cached. In fact, app cached. So yeah, that's usually the idea. But there are. There are um, some live Ajax requests that we do to like for analytics and promotions and stuff like that that's never cached. So hmm, I'll have to keep that in mind as I'm looking around. Yeah. Good stuff. Excellent bug report. Um, shall we move into the feature? Uh, yeah, we can move into the feature. Yeah, I'm. I have, I have a new I have a new headset. Um, just real quick, I have a new headset because the the one I recommended in the Christmas list that I've been using forever. Mm-hmm. Um, died, <laughs> really? not because there's anything wrong with them, but because I stepped on them. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, one of those days. Yeah, and and this one is a it's a little creaky, so I'm hoping the mic's not picking that up. And and if it if it does, I apologize. I have not heard it, so hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come out when I amplify. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. It's that time of year when people start making resolutions and that sort of thing. And last night, Kelly and I were talking about a Christmas present that we both got the same one of. Yes. Well, yours was a Christmas present. Mine was a gift from myself to myself. Ah, there you go. So, and in fact, they're not exactly the same thing. They're the same. Mm -hmm. We ordered the same thing, but we both got uh, handmade fountain pens from a company called Allegory. And they're, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you go on the site and there's this sort of fawning, precious video about how they handcraft it from reclaimed wood from, you know, it goes on and on, but they're really cool. And it's a nice story, handmade in Chicago. And for whatever reason, I don't know how we ended up looking at them originally, but um, they really sort of tickled both of our fancies. Yes. (laughs) It's a fancy tickling pen. It is. It's a fancy tickling pain. Yes, yes, yes. And it um it it even tickles better in person than it does on the website because. I agree. Yeah. 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 There's no web tickle API. Yet. No. No. Oh, well, I just I meant the um, 
the shape of the pen seems a lot more pronounced in the in the photos they have on the website than it is. It's, the pen's kind of tapered. Yep. And that that taper seems a lot more pronounced in the photos on the website than it is in in reality. And I like the the real version better. It's a nicer shape. Yeah, it's hardly as pronounced as it looks. I think they must be angled funny in the video and in the on the website. Yeah. But uh, it does kind of look like a wasp's torso. Yeah, it can yeah, that was my thought too. Looks like a bee or something with the stripes. Right. So I, I was saying the the reason that we got onto this topic was I was saying that it makes me write different, and I kind of like it because I can't. It's the first fountain pen that I've had, and it makes me write slower. Because if you write too fast, it's just a giant mess. You really have to pick up the pen. Yeah. And you can't really be as lazy. And one would think, especially me, that would make me not like the pen. Like I need to write faster, you know, but I find that it just gives me like that half of a, it's not even a half a second. It just like a little bit more thought before I start writing Mm -hmm. and my, it makes my handwriting better. It makes my notes easier to read and it probably doesn't take me any longer really. Uh, and so we were kind of on that topic and thinking about like the stuff that we've done. I don't know what it is about this particular year, but we're both in like wicked purge mode. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Like simplifying things down and like appreciating stuff we have and getting rid of junk that's accumulated that doesn't matter. So we wanted to do, uh, a list of eight things that we've done that probably you can do too. That relate to the workish things. Yeah, it relates to sort of web, web, or, you know, technical person work type stuff. So if you're not interested in that, I understand, but I think it might be kind of fun. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed doing it. It's, it's a very liberating feeling to just sort of free up all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it makes a big difference. Um, okay, so let's start with number eight. Uh, wait, wait, no, we're doing an <laughs> inverse casem. Right. So that would be a count up. No, count down. It's a countdown, right? That would be a full casem. An inverse casem would be a count up. Oh, right. We screwed up the casem last yeah. week. Right. Right. No, we'll do the regular casem. Oh, okay. I think it's much better to. Oh, okay. Because you had told me yeah, before the show, like, we'll do an inverse casem. Right. No, I, that's not. <laughs> I'm, cr- I'm nuts. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can't get my casem straight. Just start counting. We'll we'll go one direction or the other. Okay. Well, you're first. So number eight. Uh, yes, number eight. <laughs> if if that's that's how you want to roll, uh, is consolidating all of my web hosting under one company. Kudos. I wish I could do that. Yeah, and obviously getting rid of getting rid of some servers and things and instances that I don't need, but then also just just getting it all under one bill and and one control panel mm-hmm. making it easier to manage and in in my particular case that was Linode um but be it Linode or AWS or DigitalOcean or or whatever um obviously going with one company implies that you have a lot of trust in that company yes yeah and you've I, been saying all along yeah. that you love Linode is it Linode yeah. or Linode I can never remember Linode 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 yeah, yeah so th- I would love to be able to do that but I am. It would be a fair amount of work to get off of AWS because that's where all my databases mm-hmm. are. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have. I've, I've put up a lot of things since I decided that I'm going to put everything on on one place. But to begin with, I didn't have a, a ton of things up that required a lot of external databases. They're mm. Mostly, mostly static sites. Right. Yeah, I have all that stuff on on DigitalOcean, which I've been super happy with. All right. Number seven. 
This one's me. I deleted Twitter and all the other social media apps, but but Twitter's the one I used the most off of all my phones. That to me is for you. It seems insane. Yeah, I'm like a Twitter whore big time. I'm on Twitter constantly, or I was. <laughs> and it's funny now that it's not on my phone because I I'm now hyper conscious of the muscle memory that kicks in where I'm like, Oh, I have 15 seconds to spare. I'll read Twitter or, or whatever. Like when I go, I'll go to tweet something and then like three hours later, I'm like, what happened? Done reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I still, I'm still tweeting, but I'm doing it through the, the GCal Zapier integration we talked about a couple episodes ago. So I'm yeah. put, putting stuff into my calendar that, that is, then just goes out when it goes out. And then once a day or every couple of days, I go in and reply to people who've asked me questions or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's way more, it's way more better. That's, that's interesting because I, I don't know. I, I do most of, most of my tweeting I do from my phone, mm-hmm. but I, I tend to not get sucked into it for any, any length of time. Um, and, um, I mean, I will go. I will go days with just without reading Twitter, or maybe I'll read what happened within the last. Maybe I'll sit down to do something and read what happened within the last five or ten minutes. But I, I don't go back and like feel. It's not something I feel the need to catch up on. Right. Yeah. I. I don't eat. I don't know. I didn't think I did that either. I'm sure you don't. I'm like way more into it. But I. It is obvious to me that it was taking a psychic toll, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, where especially, especially in the last, over the holidays and stuff, the noise on Twitter and the anger and vitriol and everything was just really out of control. Like everybody that, everybody I follow is just yeah. like screaming about one thing or another. And I'm like, I'm like, this is interesting and I can understand why they're doing it, but I don't need mm-hmm. to be pummeled with it. Yeah. Right so. now I'm getting my, right now my Twitter feed is being pummeled with UK basketball. Oh, I mean, it was the thing I'm talking about is the Ferguson stuff. And, you know, that's bad. Oh, and yeah. People should yeah. be talking about it. But yelling about it and getting sucked in. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad it's off my phone. Let me put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 being conscious of it and having a discussion about it. And then there's there's angry ranting that distracts from your and detracts the value of your everyday life. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well put. Uh, OK. Number six. Uh, similarly, I turned off a bunch of useless notifications on my phone and various other devices. Excellent. In fact, when it comes to, to devices now, was I, I like you have, have many, many gadgets and, and mobile devices, um, although not nearly as many, but the only one that has any notifications at all turned on now is my Moto X, which is the, the phone I use all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not getting a barrage of, of notifications that that sort of laggy time delayed cascade of beeps whenever someone does something. Yeah, yeah. I have I have to figure out how to turn off. For some reason now, when I have my laptop open and someone calls me, my computer rings. And I oh, because of the new integration with iOS and yeah, continuity. It is really annoying. Like if my phone rings, it's a Google voice number. So my watch, my Nexus, my iPhone and my computer all start ringing. I have to like, yeah. And, and not all at the exact same time. There'll be a slight delay and it's like, right. You know, it's nuts. But I, I have, uh, I have had 
uh, I purged notifications a little while ago. I, sh I literally shut them mm -hmm. off everything, but you do have to be really careful about like certain ones, you know, like, like Erica, if I accidentally shut off certain notifications, like Erica can't get in touch with me and I don't even know it's off. I'm like, Oh, wow. She hasn't been texting mm -hmm. me. Oh my God. She texted me, tagged me for two hours, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so it's, it's a little tricky, but it is, uh, it's pretty important. I've been putting my phones in airplane mode too, and I have to code, mm -hmm. which uh, yeah, is really helpful if you remember to turn it back yeah, off. Yeah, it is, it is. And another thing I found useful is to just get into the habit of, of, of going in and like, if it's after business hours, go in and turn off a lot of the notifications because I'm like, well, you know, if there's a, if there's a true work related emergency, then, then someone's going to pick up the phone and call me. Right. I can turn off. I am or, or whatever, you know. Right, right, right. Number five. I was in my entrepreneur mastermind group in Slack. One of the guys, I don't know how it came up, but I was like, you know, it's 2015 and I'm cleaning stuff out, you know, cleaning out the attic, so to speak. And I, I'm going to release like 10 domain names. And one of the guys was like, how many domain names do you have? I was like, 78. And he's like, 78. He goes, I... Your you know, order. Yeah. He's like, y you... He's like, I have two. And he's also a technical web guy. And Yeah. I, I have seven right now, and I'm only keeping three of them. Yeah. And I... But I, I've had well over 100 at times. Like, I yeah. thought I was good having it down to 78. And he's like, you realize you're spending over $1,000 a year in domain names. And I was and like... And then it hits you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's like a vacation, you know? Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, I am using a lot of them, though. So I go through into the list and make a long story short, I went through and um, and I turned off auto renew. I didn't actually release them, but I turned off auto renew on right. all but eleven, including some really painful ones, which mm -hmm. ones that were very painful to turn off, like like Avalio, which we've talked about many times on At the length. show. Yeah. Um, but it, right now it's not working, and it's an a .io domain, which are like a hundred bucks. And I have, I had a bunch of CC and IO domains that are, you know, at least 50 bucks, but they can be as much as a hundred. So I was, you know, I, I'll be saving like around 1500 bucks from sh annually for shutting all those off. So you were a domain name hoarder. Oh, you're like, Oh, I've got a funny idea. I better buy all the domain names that are even sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. I let terrifying robot dog expire and that was kind of. Like, oh, I always wanted to do something fun with that. Yeah, it's pain. Yeah, right? Like, I have a whole bunch that are like, oh, if this, in yeah. my copious free time someday, I'll... I know. I'll use mintybacon.com for something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying Robot Dog and Flipbook UI are both gone now. It's yeah. Like, uh. yeah, bitch .io, I let go. Yeah. Such a great idea for an app. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Would have been feeding the homeless well at the same time. <laughs> You can email us if you want the backstory on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's quite amusing. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to number four. Number four was I, I compartmentalized a lot of projects into virtual machines. So like their own individual ones? Like their own individual virtual machines. Which granted does take up a lot of hard drive space, but I have a terabyte hard drive that I'm not using the vast majority of, so... Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. So is it like are you using Vagrant and you just have like yeah. completely clean? Yeah, that's that's pretty cool because when you have a lot of stuff in your dev machine, it gets it gets wonky. 
Yeah, because they they all have slightly different requirements. And I mean, for a lot of times, they'll start I'll, most of them. I'll start out with like a base, a base rail setup, but then they all end up with slightly different requirements. And um, you know, if it was just, if it was just gym requirements, then that would be fine because I could just install gems locally within the app, and and it wouldn't be an issue. But some of them need Image Magic, some of them need Phantom JS, some of them need Redis, WebKit HTML to PDF. It's like different. Different um, server softwares that work in conjunction with the application. Mm-hmm. I I had to break them out into into their own virtual machines because things were. Uh, I'd I'd patch one and it would I'd have to update this application on my computer and then that would break a dependency somewhere else for some other app and mm. uh, yeah so I mean like these things are running in isolated environments I should be developing them that way as well <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's I, I feel like some people might think it sounds like a lot of work, but I, it's um, if you have Kelly do it for you, it's really not hard. <laughs> that was the approach you <laughs> I was, took. I was about to say it's not that hard, but then I was like, well, I've never actually done it, so that's not fair to say. Um, but it's wonderful once it's done, I can tell you that. Yes. All right, number three. I canceled a bunch of monthly services that that I wasn't using and some of which I didn't even know I was paying for. <laughs> yes. We, we had um, a, a change of credit cards a while back and just the, the flood of please update your credit card information. It's like, Oh, I'm still paying for that. <laughs> yeah. I probably cut out, I mean, in iBooks alone. So like magazine subscriptions that are auto delivered to your iPad that you never read. Mm-hmm. I, it was 40 bucks a month just in that stuff. I just a million things uh, I, and I'm paying, you know, I've got Basecamp, GitHub, Highrise, Dropbox, Google app. I mean, I'm paying for a lot of stuff that I, that I do yeah. use and, and I will keep, but, um, air break, I don't even know what that is, <laughs> but I, I definitely cut out 300 bucks a month in just like T-Mobile has been charging me $30 a month for as far back as my credit card records go. And I don't even know what it's for. I don't have a T-Mobile phone. Mm. I don't even know how to find out what it's for. <laughs> Yeah, I I I cut back. I I don't think I had as many to begin with as you did, but I I cut back and I think I probably saved about $70 a month, which is still significant. Yeah. I'm I think I'm down to now. I'm down to GitHub, GitHub Linode, Netflix, uh Backblaze, which I've I've stopped stopped with my paid Dropbox account and got a a license for one computer for Backblaze instead. And, and I, I've never heard of that before. It's a, some kind of Dropbox clone. Yeah, well, it's it's meant more for for doing just backups rather than having the the sharing features that Dropbox has in it. Gotcha. Um, so I mean, I still have my free Dropbox account, which I I can use for that sort of stuff. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, but I just I didn't need the extra storage space for the backup. I'll just I'll I'll save fifteen bucks a month or whatever, and 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 go with Backblaze. I think that's it. I think those are those are the only ones now. Yeah, it's those pretty were. it's pretty lean. All right, so uh, let's see, moving right along. We are up to number two. We are, and this is kind of, kind of goes along with, with what I did um, as far as putting projects into their virtual machines. Um, I redid the computer, um, just a, a complete clean reinstall of the operating system. Mm-hmm. And, and then once it was all fresh and shiny and new, I installed only the tools that I, that I use the most often um, that don't, otherwise live on those virtual machines. Mm, so like Sublime, for example. 
like Sublime and, and SQL Pro and um, and an FTP client, which, which I rarely use an FTP client, but you know, you kind of have to have one anyway. Mm, yep. And um, yeah, you, just what about CodeKit? Are you still, or are you just using Asset Pipeline? I, I'm using inside the Rails projects, I'm using Asset Pipeline, and then for everything else, I'm, I, I did reinstall Grunt. Mm hmm. So I'm, and um, Node. Mm hmm. And, and Meteor for the Lights app. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I tend to, I tend to use Grunt now instead of, instead of CodeKit. Oh, cool. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Grunt's pretty great. Yeah. Like that, that brings us to number one. Wow. Number one. I'm getting an <laughs> office. <laughs> you are. Yeah. So the, I've worked it, from it, home. It won't have for, dogs or toddlers. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So actually it's funny. So the, I have had, been, I've been working from home office since 2006 and it's been fine. But now that we've got two kids who Mag, you know, Maggie started walking over Christmas so now I've got two kids chasing each other around upstairs, two dogs, you know, someone is smashing their chin on something every 15 minutes. Oh, so, yeah. you know, and the laundry is, you have to go through the office to do the laundry and we have like loads of laundry, literally. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I gotta, so what I've been doing like regularly, almost every day, unless, except for when we record the podcast, really, that's almost the only thing I do from the office uh, because it's super quiet when I, when I'm like, I'm going to be on the phone. Can you guys try and keep the, keep it to a dull roar? Right. And it doesn't always work even as the dear listener can attest, <laughs> but yeah, but the, so the rest of the time, what do I do? I go to coffee shops. I go to restaurants that have Wi-Fi, and I'm spending like, I'm, I'm embarrassed to, I don't even want to say how much I'm spending on like <laughs> coffee and sandwiches and uh, like all that stuff. Just and, so you can sit in these places and use your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Without, without getting kicked out. Right. So, I mean, it's a lot. And so I'm like, look, I'm like, I should really get an office. And so I, there's a place walking distance from my house. that's in an old mill building that has like, it's literally, I go in and she's showing me the place yesterday and she's like taking me around and I'm like, mm, it's not, it's not really what I want. And she's like 800 bucks a month, which is less than what I'm spending on sandwiches. But, uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, oh, I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. I'm like, I was really picturing something a little bit more cozy Right. Yeah. So she, t she's like, Oh, well we could look at this. So she takes me down to, I think the number is like one Oh three C guess what C stands for closet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for three seventy five, I didn't, I didn't write a closet. <laughs> yeah. Three seventy five. It's like a 10 by 10 windowless room <laughs> with a brick wall and a drop ceiling. And, uh, and so I'm like, I, I got to do it. So I, I haven't, I haven't sealed the deal yet, but I'm going to talk to her and uh, do that. But it's what the crazy thing is, I'm going to be saving like 500 bucks a month at least. It's just like if I, you know, we, we have, Erica makes awesome dinners all the time. We end up just throwing the leftovers out mm -hmm. because I go out for lunch every day. So like between eating leftovers and having an office, it'll be like, it's just like way cheaper and quieter. Yeah. So I'm totally looking forward to it. It's time. It's within walking distance of your house too, isn't it? Yeah, it's maybe three quarters of a mile. Oh, nice. nice. Right on the water. It's, it's you know, it's in a mill building. <laughs> if only you had a window to enjoy it, but <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm like, oh, here, okay, here's my opportunity to like hook up the Hue lights to, mm -hmm. um, to like 
slowly change throughout the day from like a sunrise to an app, you know, a high noon to like yeah. a, a sunset type thing. And I was saying that to Erica and she was like, yeah. And at five o'clock they should flash on and off. So you know when to come home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the anyway. world goes dark at five o'clock. Yeah. They just shut off. <laughs> yeah. You should get um, like an iPad and put a nice picture on it and hang it on the wall and put a little curtain over it. Oh, t- totally. Like I have. Yeah. Like a fake window. I'm totally doing that. Like exactly that. No, I mean, not with an iPad, but I'm well, totally yeah. doing that. Because, like, I have that in my office now where there's, um, like, you know, in a basement, you've got those teeny weeny little windows up at the ceiling, that, mm-hmm. like at the top of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I hung, like, floor-length curtains over one of them. So it gives you this, you, you get, like, a ambient light through it, and it gives you a feeling like there's a big window there, but really it's this teeny little thing. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, I guess you could just put a light behind the curtain. Yeah, we've done that before. It's it's shocking how much it, the illusion Looks works. Like a window. Yeah, yeah. We learned it from Candace Olsen on uh, <laughs> Design on a Dime. Yeah, whatever her show was. Um, okay, folks. So that was our eight things that we're doing to purge in the new year. Hopefully, that will inspire you to clean out your virtual addicts. Yeah, I think the the big thing for me, um, I guess, the overall theme was just kind of. Uh, uh, more about being being mindful of of my time mm-hmm. and that I'm doing spending it on on more valuable things like doing doing things to to make it easier to um <clears throat> to get work done but then to also sort of step away from work and enjoy the family time yeah absolutely yeah I totally agree so cool hopefully that is helpful dear listener that is our show for this week i'm jonathan stark and i'm kelly shaber and we hope you join us again next week for the niche podcast bye bye